0: welcome back everybody to sharpen that axe a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player 2020 y'all um yes just you you thought we'd finished i kind of thought i was like are we gonna do a pod but it was totally on me because i was never committing to anything but we're back
1: (laughs) that's all right we're both very busy um yeah (laughs) I I look up and it's like oh my gosh it's Thursday have have we even talked about doing a podcast so yeah
0: it's February have we <laughs> um, well, yes yeah, so you know we're here we're back uh, we uh, put out a, a podcast recently about our favorite Nam picks and now we're back with just a, like a regular classic you know classic recipe uh, episode All the things so we've got you exactly yeah we've got our like of the week we've got an interview with the very blah, Very knowledgeable, Levi Clay, uh, and also regular guitar stuff peppered throughout the conversation. Um, I hope we haven't recorded it yet. Um, John, how are you?
1: Uh, Hanging in there, man. It's uh, yeah, it's it's been a week. It's crazy week. Lots of stuff. You, your yourself, like, how are you doing? You've got videos out, tour prep. Like, you're you're going full bore, man.
0: Yes, yes, I am, and it's it's slowly killing me. But you know, whatever. Being (laughs) being a Somewhat original, um, awkward folk musician and a a full-time copywriter. You know, it's fun. It's great. But, you know, this is why we take so long to record a podcast. Uh, But, no, it's all good. I put out a video there called uh, Lonely Planet, um, which we might actually, uh, the audio which we might attach to the end of this episode, if anybody's interested. And, uh, yeah, you can can judge for yourselves. Uh, uh, my, My little song that I put out. But, no, yeah, on the whole, things are good.
1: Good, good 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 great so what do we have first
0: so we have our lick of the week first and john because i uh sh- shoveled uh 45 minutes worth of slipknot crap into your face <laughs> slash ears last time uh, it is your <laughs> great gig ah. by the way just want to say slipknot gig was amazing oh, I, got I got to see a 50 year old i got to see a 50 year old man in a clown mask hit a suspended beer keg with the baseball bat that was on fire <laughs> and it was one of the uh, best things my
1: ever. inner 13-year-old loves everything about that sentence.
0: Yeah, man. And the thing is like there was there 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 were people of all ages there. There were kids, there were like p- older people in their like 50s, there were women there. I was not expecting to, there to be women at a, a <laughs> Slipknot concert, but you know. women were angry too in their teens. So, um so we're starting off with our lick of the week. Uh, John, any uh information you want to give me before we launch into this?
1: Of course not. That's the whole point, okay. right?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, friends, who, people who are new to the podcast, each episode, one of us picks a guitar moment slash lick slash riff slash solo that the other person has to guess who it is. Um, well, not really. We just explained why we picked it. But I listened to the first second of this earlier, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm going to listen to Three, two, one. Okay. I actually liked that. I, I, I actually I could see what that was going for. I, that, was, that was slightly charming. Um, slightly it was not charming. What I okay. Yeah, I just didn't. Know. I heard like, I don't know if that was a sax at the start or, or a keyboard, but I was like, ooh, this is, this is not my thing. But no, the guitar playing was really cool. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do my snare test, which is where I guess what decade is from by the snare sound that was being used. So I'm going to guess this is mid 70s
1: oh yeah totally right
0: on the yeah nose. okay yeah. yeah cool so this is a mid-70s song this is weird. so there's slide playing is that slide no there's no uh, no
1: slide on this track
0: right okay that's a, okay that's a weird guitar sound that he's got going yeah she but probably he. um so is it is it like steely dan it is steely dan oh, oh victorious Okay, yeah, because I was like, "This is like, what do they call it? Yacht rock." And
1: <laughs> they do now, anyway. So yeah. obviously, it wouldn't—it would have been, yeah, it would not have been that in the '70s. But yeah,
0: Steely Dan are huge, man, and they're just one of those like cultural phenomenons that I just never attached to myself to, even though I, they appeared in all the music magazines growing up. Um, yeah, so you picked Steely Dan before, but what is this Steely Dan song? okay so
1: it has been a while um but i did this one's a little bit different um partly so the last one i picked was kid charlemagne and it was the larry carlton solo because larry carlton's amazing this one it was more the story behind it that i found really interesting so okay steve khan um relatively famous session guitar player jazz guitar player well known in those circles i actually had the opportunity to take a lesson with him Uh, when I was in New York several years ago and now he played the rhythm guitar on this, the solo, they went through seven guitar players, including, uh, Jeff Baxter, Robin Ford, um, and even Walter Becker himself. And they just, they got rid of hours and hours of tape of attempts to play this guitar solo. Uh, okay. to, to, to get the solo down so they did eventually hire um jay grayden now jay grayden is honestly not somebody i was terribly familiar with i feel like i know a little bit about the session scene but i realized i don't know that much about the 70s and early 80s session scene jay grayden has played on over 800 sessions and like i said this is fascinating to me you know for example another popular solo artist at the time, he was on, um, uh, he was brought in to do a boss gags thing. And what's interesting about this, uh, the Peg solo, uh, to put it into context. That's
0: what what the song is called, right? Peg. This
1: this song is Peg, yes. Um, Steve Kahn was paranoid of getting erased, quote unquote. So the idea uh, that essentially just means your take just gets erased and it goes. Because both Becker and Fagan were well known for just like they like Robin Ford. He came in, spent hours, and they just erased all the tape. Like oh my God, you know. And it's Robin Ford, and you're like, wait, what? So Khan knew this going in was paranoid about it. Graydon, on the other hand, was like, look, it happens all the time. Graydon was playing four sessions a day, five sessions a day, five days a week. You know, he was doing twenty or thirty sessions a week. Uh, during this time period, which is insane to think about. There was so much work, he says, back then that, you know, it was unimaginable. You had 30, 40 hours worth of work driving to and from and playing these sessions. It was incredible. So he said, "It's you know, it's to be expected. Who cares what these guys do? You know, I'm going to come in and do my take, and I'm going to take my money, and I'm going to go. But on this, it was really interesting because it essentially – he came in, Khan's paranoid about getting erased, and, the, uh, and Graydon had said, you know, I played on a session earlier that week with cags who fired him because they could get Carlos Santana instead. So it happened all the time, right? Now, he comes in, and he does this. This is, I think, like the fifth take or something like that, and this is the one they keep. After going through seven guitar players, hours and hours and hours, Um, and it's fascinating. This is a really interesting solo too in terms of Steely Dan obviously is kind of your intellectual pop rock stuff. Yeah. When you start breaking things down, the chord progressions that are going on over this, it's really kind of fascinating because he opens with a C major pentatonic lick and then he's shifting into a G Dorian lick and then he comes in with an A major pentatonic over a G major chord Uh, that is going into a D major chord. So some Mm. really interesting kind of outside stuff that's going on. There's some good videos of him playing this solo and kind of going through some of the licks here. And yeah, definitely worth checking out because he essentially says like, yeah, nobody gets this right. Um, But it's, it's actually, it's a really good... Um, a really good walkthrough, kind of explanation of some of this stuff. Fascinating story behind it. I think there's, and the fact that it's just, even though the licks themselves are not necessarily difficult, it's the timing on all of it that I think is, is fascinating. It, ah, it's a Tim Pierce video. So if you don't know Tim Pierce, you should definitely check him out. Okay. I know you know Tim Pierce, but um, anyway, that's, there that's you go. Great. So cool! Yeah i this video. Yeah, check it out.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's yeah. Steely Dan, like I said, I think they're one of those bands that, that your dad has to show you. If definitely <laughs> <you>, kind <laughs> it's of really a, one of those. Yeah, so, but you know, you are as you know, my adopted father, I'm your adopted guitar dad, <laughs> guitar dad who's <laughs> not that much older than me. And um, you know, he, I appreciate. That. Thanks, father. Uh, (laughs) and um now in honor of terry jones for something completely different um so we have levi clay so john i I knew levi clay uh, just from the name just like from youtube suggestions Mm -hmm. but if you could enlighten us on who he, he seems like a jack of all trades like he's done it all from the interview that you did with him
1: yeah. So really fascinating thing. As I mentioned in the interview, I came across his stuff kind of unfortunately through the whole fake guitarist controversy. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know much about him beforehand, but then I really got deep into his videos. He's an educator. He's been sort of a session guy. He's, he's made his living transcribing music.
0: Um, he has his own transcription service he was yeah, even like yeah. a judge on guitar hero which i believe was this uh sky arts uh, america's got talent but in the uk and for guitars show so he, <laughs> so um, he talks about, about
1: that people that watched it <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I was not one of them, Um, but no, he's, I was very impressed by his, uh, you know, he's involved in instrument building and yeah, it's, it's very, very impressive resume by the. the Yeah.
1: And super personal dude, uh, personable. He, he was nothing but kind, really eager to do the interview. Awesome dude. He comes across as a little curmudgeonly, um, but he's just very Frank. He's going to say what, what's on his mind and admits that sometimes he kind of has to walk things back a little bit, but he's, he's usually has a good point and just kind of needs to massage it a little bit and get to where he needs to go. But fantastic dude really enjoy talking to him. And I, I love, I love his frankness to be honest. It's refreshing. So
0: yeah, that sounds great. Well, I don't think we should, uh, we should spout any more of our clap trap and just, I'm really hard not to swear there. <laughs> uh, uh, here's John's interview with Levi Clay.
1: Okay, welcome everybody to Sharpen That Axe with Levi Clay. Super excited to have you on man. It's uh, It's been really neat kind of getting to discover your stuff and uh, obviously probably like a lot of people we came across your stuff through the whole fake shredding, fake guitar stuff but there's so much more to you than that so yeah so i've been told thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it mm. absolutely so first off you got to touch on the whole fake guitar thing obviously there's <laughs> you did the hour and a half response video to the whole lucas oh, man yeah. thing a week or so ago and yeah, yeah. you know it's I, I I think it's a problem but here's a question for you kind of on this too like people have been miming guitar for Ages. I mean since since the 1950s since we had television and bands like people get up there and mime Um, So what's really your contention with this?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And the problem with this has something that uh, you know bigger more popular youtubers have all been talking about so when people are responding to my videos on things they often tell me what the subject is the subject that i'm talking about but i think a lot of people miss the key thing here which is this is a subject i personally have talked about for five years or so i was writing about this as something before i was even doing the youtube thing and the thing that really irked me more so than anything else was because uh, in music i work a lot obviously in the instrumental side of things and i don't just mean as a player i mean literally in the manufacture of instruments like those that's my scene that i roll in uh, and a big part of that is marketing, right? So I am working with marketers all the time, and uh, I, I've been very um, instrumental. Excuse the pun. In the, yeah, in the running <laughs> of dad joke. Of, Do you have kids? No, I know. That
1: I don't. Know. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay. Um, in <laughs> the, the running, joke like that, you could. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh,
2: running guitar competitions, right? So I was one of the head organizers of a guitar idol competition a couple of years ago, and well I say one of the organizers I got the grunt work of having to go through every single entrant for that competition oh my gosh. Um, and sort of give a, get a preliminary level of quality to pass on to uh, some of our celebrity judges and that took a lot of time and one of the first things I started to notice was well, there's a lot of guys that are submitting videos in this that I, I want to say aren't playing what they're playing in the video but I'm going to go one step further can't play what they're playing in the video Um, yeah and the more and more I sort of observed that as a subject the more and more I found especially in competitions there was a lot of misrepresentation of what someone was capable of doing on the guitar which should really just be against the rules of the competitions um, Mm -hmm. because it is adding it that really is steroids in a competitive field as far as I'm concerned I don't think music is a competition I think competitions are largely in poor taste but yeah to see that actually happening happening and for me to be able to point at actual examples of people that have mimed things that weren't guitar in the first place and have actually won prizes. That was something that has rubbed me up the wrong way for five years or so. So that was the main reason why I started talking about this. And when you look at my video in particular, I'm talking about a lot of different things. Lots of people are talking about speeding stuff up. That doesn't excite me one way or the other. Uh, but definitely the misrepresentation and the miming thing is something that does bug me. Because Why wouldn't
1: the, the speeding up bother you as much if that is I mean that seems to me as part of sure. essentially a misrepresentation.
2: Sure no that's a really fair, fair question and I probably chose my words very poorly on that on my feelings on that. <laughs> Speeding up is something that does bother me but my area of expertise is in miming because I've worked in video mm. and the production of video content for so long so when I see something that's been edited in terms of what was played and what wasn't played Um, that's something that I can look at and I can categorically show you that I'm right about the claim that I make. Whereas when it comes to speeding a video up, that's a lot harder a bar to pass. That's a lot harder of something for me to prove. So it's not something that I ever want to state because that one I can absolutely be completely wrong on. Um, So yeah, maybe speeding up is a problem. It's just not something that that I feel that I'm qualified to talk on. Uh, So yeah, I avoid that one.
1: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So anyway, the uh, yeah, this is the the big issue then essentially for you is the fact that people are kind of using this to uh, position themselves in the industry and misrepresent what they are able to do in order to make money off of it.
2: And it and it absolutely works. People do make money off this. Like a lot of people have been upset about me pointing at Manuel Gardner Fernandez. He's a great player. There's no denying he's a great player. And when he has to put his hands up and say, okay, you're all right. I polished my videos up a little bit. I want to add that extra 2% of perfection to things. We might disagree on the percentage. I think the percentage is a lot higher, but let's not pretend that a big portion of your income doesn't come from Jamtrack track central. You know, you, mm. you create this, this, I am perfect. I am the best. And then 10 minutes later, it's go to this website and you can buy my, my lessons. And it's yeah. like, man, I could, have, I could have a thousand hours of lessons with you and I'm never, ever going to be able to do the thing you're doing in that video because that's the guitar playing isn't the skill that you'd need to teach me to do that. <laughs> there are <laughs> other skills that you need to teach me. and You won't acknowledge that those are skills that you use. And you know what? I would have so much respect for these people if they just said, these are the tools that I'm using to go about and create the, the things that you're hearing. That would be fascinating to me. I'd have all the time in the world for people like that. But when they're like... No, no, it's, it's just practice, man. I've just practiced a
1: lot. Right. right. And so this is the difference between someone who claims like this is essentially a composition. And I'm just demonstrating that for, you know, for example, Beethoven wasn't a great cello player, but he yes. could write pieces and parts for cellos. Right. Sure. So um, or Mozart, you know, he couldn't play every every instrument in the symphony, but he could have somebody else do it. But this yes. is not effectively this is not what's happening with these people, is it?
2: No, there are, there are people that do that and I have to keep reiterate I take no issue with people that do that. Uh, a lot of people wanted me to take more issue with someone like Charles Caswell from Buried Alive and I've taken mm. a little bit more issue now I know that he sells guitar lessons but before that, as far as I could see, so what? The guy clearly edits his guitar to the point that it's no longer really guitar but he has a a compositional vision and it's not my cup of tea doesn't really do it for me mm. but I absolutely admire his vision and that's that's cool to me I love bands that make records in the studio that they know there's no way we'll be able to pull these off and you can go back and look at like Larry Carlton like because that's what oh, you have yeah. seen like the blues and jazz thing There are recordings of Larry Carlton where he double sped his guitar because that's what he needed to do the thing that he wanted to do like I, yeah no issue with that but when you want to sell a guitar lesson, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get angry. When you want to win a competition, and there's other people in the competition that aren't willing to
1: to lower the bar
2: to what you're willing to do in order to win, ooh, I'm gonna shout about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Fair enough. So I, w- I want to move on a little bit because obviously there's way more to what you do than this. But part of the part of the thing that intrigued me was in one of these videos, you had mentioned that you know what you're talking about because you do transcription for a living. Yes. So, which is pretty cool. Talk a little bit about that. You know, most people probably don't even think about it that, you know, when you buy a tab book by somebody, like you don't think that, oh, somebody's doing the transcription for this.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's a skill... transcription as the if you really look at the root name of two words there you've got trans and scribe Uh, so you can think of transcription as taking sound from one form as in sound and then writing it into another form so putting it down on paper. That is a, a definitely a, a much more academic skill than mm-hmm. the skill that most guitar players use when they think of this as a subject, uh, which is just listening to something and being able to work out what that guitar player is doing. That's mm-hmm. a skill that we all as guitar players deserve to be better at because it's the thing that will make you a, a fluent player. Uh, I've been transcribing so long now, you know. If I hear any musical phrase played by somebody or a musical phrase in my head, I can instantly replicate that on my instrument. So, that's, um, you know, in a nutshell, what the transcription side of things is. And as I say, the academic side of things is then having the skill to be able to write that thing down on on paper. Right. Um, And it's something that I've been doing professionally for about 10 years now. Uh, I have my own business, Levi Clay Transcriptions. And I have transcribed for everybody. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a long, long, old list. Uh, but the exciting thing in that for me is really, you know, drawing attention to the, the importance of transcription as a skill. It's something that I have students for now. People come to me because they want to learn to transcribe. Uh, and it's something that you mentioned that you're looking to help people you know, find avenues into the industry and it's the same with me like I, I absolutely want to say to people well look making a living in this industry is hard enough to do as it is especially yeah. when you got guys out there that are willing to misrepresent what they can do to give themselves some sort of competitive edge uh why not develop uh, a whole army of skills so you can carve out a nice little living for yourself doing um doing whatever so yeah what to be a bit more specific what can I help you with with transcription what is it that you'd like to know about
1: well, I think it, it would be, as you said, it's a great skill to have. And um, as you know, having to go through music school and doing sight singing and ear training, like yeah. there's an element that I of that, the academic side that I had to learn, not just being able to play it on the instrument. And as you say, it's something that all of us should be better at, and it yeah. can help kind of carve out a niche for us and, and give us just a little bit of something different or that extra edge. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a student that comes to you and says, "Hey." I want to learn this and there's no tab for it which happens it happens when you've got more obscure jazz stuff or you know you've mentioned you've transcribed some jimmy rosenberg stuff like mm. there's not a whole lot of tabs out there for those yeah um and so being able to get through and and do that where would you recommend somebody start like how how can someone start improving those skills and start working on that because you don't want to jump to you know your shred gods whoever they may sure. be in whatever genre yeah, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like i wouldn't yeah. recommend starting with jimmy rosenberg but yeah you know yeah
2: no totally um it, it's funny you say that because like i'll make all these great recommendations but saying that you know i did the same thing i i tried to learn to uh, run before i could walk the first things i was transcribing or trying to transcribe way beyond my um, ability level uh so that was a lot of banging my head against the wall i tell you what i would say though um I think first of all, you need to decide whether the skill that you're looking to develop is the being able to hear something and work out what's being played or the actual strict transcription side of things. Mm -hmm. Because as I say, those are different. Um, If you are looking to transcribe, it's important to understand what that is. Transcription is hearing something and understanding what that thing will look like when written down on the page. And therefore, if you want to be able to do that, you'll never be able to do that unless you can see something on a page and have an understanding of what it's going to sound like when you, when you bring it to life by playing. So
1: that's interesting to me because that sounds like you're saying you might need to brush up on your reading skills, whether it's rhythmic or yes. actual notes as well.
2: Well, well yeah. So um, reading is the thing that I will always encourage people. But I like the term you used there. You said reading skills rather than sight reading yeah uh, I was always told at music school that sight reading is um very uncommon uh, in fact almost non-existent i e having a piece of music put in front of you and go <laughs> yeah whereas reading skills, on the other hand, would be here's a piece of music rehearsals are next week or whatever see you uh-huh. there and you having the skills to be able to decipher what's on that page work out what's on that page and, and get something from it in order to, to develop that there are two skills that you have to work on one is rhythm recognition and one is pitch recognition well as transcribers pitch recognition isn't that important to us that's the side of reading that doesn't really matter you can train a monkey to recognize pitch you can train a dog to recognize pitch and imitate pitch mm. uh, the rhythm recognition is the skill that everyone is lacking. And that is the hard thing. You can't train a monkey rhythm recognition because to to really understand rhythm recognition, you have to have a concept of time. You have to have a concept of hearing something in relation to a pulse, which you are perceiving to be there. Uh, you know, a computer can't really th- do the same thing again unless you tell it where the pulse is. So that rhythm recognition skill is the thing that you really need to work on. Um, and there are tons of great books for that uh i recommend the um the berkeley press books the uh william leave it uh melodic oh, yes. i think it's one of the great <laughs> ones
1: i'm sorry yeah. which one did you say yeah, melodic rhythms you, yeah
2: me- melodic rhythms yeah yeah fantastic yeah, because when you look at that he's dealing in rhythms trains you to read the rhythm and then you deal with pitch recognition on top of the rhythm. And mm. that means when you finally start reading pitches, the rhythm is something subconscious. You don't think about it. Um, so that is absolutely awesome. And the, uh, uh, Gary Hess's The Encyclopedia of Reading Rhythms is another fantastic one um, for this type of thing. But any of those books, like Read Any Rhythm Instantly, anything that's going to help you have a, a more granular understanding of rhythm is the most important thing that you can do to help with the actual transcribing side of things. Uh, unfortunately. Very academic as I say. Um, yeah I don't well, especially a with a, anymore, a lot but, of
1: yeah. uh, the direction of a lot of these new instrumental bands that are coming out where it's just they're, they're kind of all over the place. Mm. Um, I mean I, I went and saw Intervals and Chon and uh, Between the Buried and Me. Like you want to talk yeah. about strange rhythmic stuff going on. Oh, there.
2: I'm glad you said Chon right because I'm not a huge fan of theirs but I did go to see them as well with uh, It wasn't that lineup, but it was Between the Buried and Me. Uh, Oh no, Tron went on that. Ignore me. I did go and see them. They were opening for someone. I can't remember who. Um, And yeah, rhythmically, that band is just, it's not, again, it's not my cup of tea because I'm a swing guy, um, but you just look around and it's just audiences of 18-year-old kids all stood with their arms folded Mm, (laughs) going, (laughs) polyrhythms.
1: and that there, stuff man yeah there, there's there's a meme road. in there somewhere yeah <laughs> these <East> deep polyrhythms
2: <laughs> yeah so you you've just got to get that rhythmic side of things but once you've got that one of the main reasons I started transcribing was listening to the advice of guys like Guthrie who mm. would who said like you know when i was looking to make money I thought, well, Steve, I made money transcribing. Maybe if I submit some transcriptions to some magazines, that'd be a way for me to make some money. So that's what I did. Wow. Um, And he often talks about things like, you know, just transcribing um, uh, TV show themes, anything that you can sing. If you can sing a melody to something, you know, spend five minutes working that on, on your guitar. You'd be amazed how good you already are at this when it comes to minor pentatonic stuff
1: yeah that's fantastic. fantastic yeah. advice so cool um, now there's a few other things uh, that you 're kind of known for. The other one of course, being your triad exercises, which get <laughs> get a whole lot of play. Um, triads, I think, are one of the most important things when you 're trying to learn how to build solos, and that 's kind of one of your big points as you 're talking about the, being able to break up the fretboard in those different triad shapes. Mm-hmm so um what's like can you can you expound on that a little bit just kind of your your take on it your thoughts on how 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 growing you came up, to that r- realization as well
2: yeah well growing up I was a shred guy uh, my hero was Paul Gilbert and, and Jason Becker and I was a shrapnel kid yes yeah. that was fun um until it wasn't it very quickly it <laughs> wasn't because I thought that I had this phenomenal command of the instrument, whereas in reality, I had some picking mechanics that I was very good at executing. Yes. I could run around the neck with little thought. But when it came to actually playing something of consequence, playing something that meant something to someone, um, it just none of that was there. And if you said mm. to me, you know, oh, let's jam on the tune, it's in E Lydian, I would have to go, okay, well, E Lydian's fourth mode of the major scale, right, fine uh so if e is the fourth then then the one is going to be b that's b major okay no problem but actually i don't like playing major because i'm a rock guy so i would like to think minor so b minus g sharp aeolian okay cool and then i just shred with g sharp aeolian over it and then wonder why it didn't sound like e lydian um the more <laughs> I, I i honestly it got to the point where i wanted to quit the instrument because everything mm. felt like a going through the motions thing and that i was just constantly missing the mark nothing i played mattered because it didn't I was literally just playing shapes of things Um, and when I started to listen to and put a little bit more time into learning a lot of country music which is something that I like that's one of my main things now I started to understand that okay well when these guys are doing their thing they worry about the chord they're playing on if you listen to like Don Rich playing with um, Buck Owens Mm -hmm. He was a a great player. Uh, Now, there was nothing technical going on in what he was doing, but every single thing he played mattered. And it only mattered if you can stop and go, what is he playing and what chord is he playing over? The more you do that, you start to look at what these guys are doing and you go, huh, I mean, 80% of the time, they're just playing notes of the chord. Yeah. And then you go, well, okay, notes of the chord. Like, so triads, huh. (laughs) Maybe, right. I should, maybe I should think more about triads. Maybe I should think more about chords and then adding the notes to the triad to pad it out and turn that into a scale rather than this ass backwards way of doing things, which is learning scales and then going, well, how do we take chords out of these scales? That's just, I understand how that's the way a lot of people are taught, but from a conceptual perspective, it's just, like I say, it's ass backwards to do it that way. Why not start with that triad? If you can't play eight major triads all over the neck, um, what business have you got playing the a major scale all over the neck you know do you think that having seven notes means that you're instantly going to be able to play better than if you had three and if so cool get solo in with that uh, chromatic scale because you'll sound fantastic so <laughs> with the chromatic scale is hard work yeah there's too many notes so yeah, yeah strip things down to triads and then build from there uh, is the thing that i'm always telling my students to do especially if you want to outline chord changes
1: <laughs> yeah man that's that's good advice good advice so where can people find a little bit more about you um if someone wanted to take lessons from you how how does that work uh
2: so i have a a booming patreon page which is fantastic patreon.com forward slash Levi Clay and you can uh hang out there uh for as little as a dollar a month and that gets you access to my facebook group my private facebook group there's a lot of chatter about lessons going on in there there's also a tier on patreon where you can get a monthly lesson with me alternatively you can hit me up on uh, uh well via my website which is levoclay.com. if you want to hit me up for a private lesson that is absolutely fine um or i guess the most important thing just hit me up on YouTube, like watch my videos, get involved in those comment sections. I'm aside from the Lucas man fans and the rings of Saturn fans, I'm trying to engage with every single comment that happens on my YouTube page, because (sighs) what's more humbling than the fact that someone somewhere in the world took two minutes out of their day to watch and enjoy something that you made. And not only did they watch it and enjoy it, but they took another two minutes to write you a message. If you are in that, that, unbelievably lucky position where people can do that the very least you can do is read what they have to say and respond to them so uh, I wouldn't even push people for lessons just get involved I get yeah. to know everyone that watches my streams you know like become Man, the that's of the so community. cool
1: that's, I have to say it's super cool that you're about the community aspect of this and uh, one of the things we've talked about recently too is just there's, there's great people like yourself, um, you know, we've interviewed Chris Zupa and Jens Larson and mm-hmm. all those guys as well who are just really active in that kind of learning community on yeah. YouTube and it's been great because it's a similar situation, there's so many of you guys out there putting out great content that so much of it is free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's amazing. So what a what a time to be able to learn guitar. I mean, you know, uh, obviously based on what you were saying, like how hard it was to come up with good material to learn you were digging through VHS tapes.
2: Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> or your
1: teacher had a VHS tape of Paul Gilbert and Starlicks or something like that, you know. Yeah. that like so, I got to
2: borrow for one night and I sat down with a pen and paper and wrote out all the exercises. Oh yeah, the good old Oh,
1: guys. geez. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember many of those, many of those <laughs> and struggling to learn anything from them cuz I wasn't yeah. that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Levi, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, man. And uh yeah, we hope to hope to see you back soon, maybe.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely, anytime you let me know. And uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. And hopefully I'll see you in that comment section.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah, no, I really... So...
1: <laughs> usually me, like, let's do that yeah okay well
0: i thought uh, first of all like i had had never really watched any of his videos but i was very impressed by how eloquent he was um he had a really informative way of explaining things whether it was stories or why you should learn things and yeah his his experience and everything like he really is someone that if he says something you can really see why he's saying it and um, he really has uh, you know He's, he's very firmly rooted in his experience. Um, so my takeaways is personally, um, I'm a country guy. And I, I, well in terms of country guitar, I, I, it's my favorite style of guitar, hands down. And him talking about chord tones and triads and why you need to learn your triads, because that's what all the country guitar players do. And um, that was my big takeaway. And it made me want to go and watch his triad stuff yeah it's, his it's,
1: triad it's, stuff is quality definitely check it out so the um i i find the transcription stuff fascinating yeah so, the stuff
0: with guthrie yeah. govan like just yeah
1: yeah and you it's know. something that uh i've done a little bit of it's not and learning to play something by ear i think is really important you and i have talked about that before mm-hmm. you know particularly when you're working on um learning female pop vocalist lines from the 90s so yeah.
0: um, i love it it's great, it's there's, great some, there's
1: some great stuff that can come out of that um anyway but yeah i think the transcription thing like you said it's a great skill to have for or basically anybody but i think it changes how you listen too so it's um and how you think about phrasing and music and it changes 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 your approach a little bit even to to playing and improvising so that was one of the things that i really enjoyed about it
0: Yeah, I think one of the things like transcription, it can be a little bit of a dirty word in terms of, you know, learning guitar, people are afraid of it. But as he said, if you are familiar with even the most basic of shapes, you can, you know, you're probably a much better transcriber than you think you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the sort of lesson that more guitarists need to learn in terms of like, don't be afraid of this thing, you know, just try it. You actually could be very good if you have any experience.
1: Yeah, getting the rhythm correct, I think, is probably the hardest thing. Um, and he sort of mentions that being kind of the academic side of it. Um, but it's, it can be so good for your playing to know that. Because once you realize, like, oh, this solo actually starts on the end of three, not on the downbeat of four, then you're able to feel what that's like the next, time yes. the next time. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, no. I, I really, I think that's, yeah, that's actually a really good takeaway as well, him talking about the rhythm transcription and why that is important in terms of breaking stuff down. Yeah, absolutely. So that's... Good job, John.
1: Yay. Thank you.
0: Sweet. So my next question is, as we ask every podcast episode, uh, what have you been working on, or have you been working on anything, anything oh, new? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, it would be it would be sort of depressing if I said nothing, nothing at all.
0: are a full time uh, player.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I quit. I've just stopped playing. <laughs> it's over. This is how you tell me, <laughs> right? Live in the podcast. Well, live. It's recorded live anyway. So the Uh, Anyway, inspired by Levi Clay, I have been going through some of the Aldi Miola, Aster Piazzolla songs. Yeah, exactly. Aster Piazzolla was famous for his tangos. He was a composer, and um, he's he's written just tons and tons of music. Cool stuff, uh, mostly as an accordion player. That's kind of what he's known for. But Al Dimiola took a bunch of his compositions and he has two albums of playing Astro
0: Piazzolla. <laughs>
1: so, he took
0: two, two hours and made them listenable by playing them not on the accordion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's
1: largely like one or two guitar stuff. So it's super, it's kind of easy to get into like, Oh, I can hear the guitar and just the guitar. And you know, when mm. you slow stuff down, And if you watch some of Levi Clay's videos, like there's some great transcription software out there to help you go over this stuff over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. Um, Definitely recommend checking that stuff out because it can be a huge help. We'll do another episode on practice tools and things, but that's, that's kind of been, I've, I've picked up a couple of tunes and I'm very slowly because Miola is very fast. Mm. I've been working through just some bits and pieces of transcription and you know, trying to get the main, main ideas down. So that's, that's what I've been working on. What about you?
0: That's, that's really nice. So uh, with me, I I had to take a little bit of a a break because I had basically, you know, I've been putting together for various tours and admin and sending stuff off and with work but i'm i've this week i kind of made uh so the whole thing was like me thinking about guitar as like this thing i have to sit down and practice for an hour and that idea became very intimidating and i felt that i didn't you know it was it was like i don't want to i don't have an hour like right now i don't have a a a big chunk of time that i can sit down and plan like five different things to go through so what i did was i i took this week I was like, okay, I'm going to myself like 20 minutes a day to do four or five minute chunks of different things. And they, that's been really, really great. I think even if it's like, you know, if I'm at work, I'm like, okay, I'll go on YouTube and I'll pick a few exercises later that, you know, I'd like to learn that lick or, you know, I'll pick a song that I want to transcribe. And then when I get home, I'm like, okay, I've got five minutes to work on this and nothing else, you know, put the phone in the other room. You know, try and, you know, and it's been, it's been great. But the thing, the one thing, and I I basically, I I said a little bit about him in, I think, one of the last episodes we did. But there's this guy named Eric Hagen, um, H-A-U-G-E-N, who has this really, really nice, he's a Berkeley guy. He does a lot of Tom Waits, um, what's his name, Mark Rabot kind of stuff, and breaks it down in such an accessible way in terms of, the cage system arpeggios does a load of Hendrix double stop stuff it's it's really really nice and and he explains everything so well that he has become my new favorite YouTube guitar guy Um, yeah and what he does as well is one of my favorite things is he you know we've talked a lot especially in our Jens Larsen stuff before we've talked about making exercises that are technical but also have some theory behind them so you're practicing two at once and mm-hmm. his exercises are great like he talks about the so the for example the first inversion second inversion stuff that you learn on piano like in the first few weeks i had very little info on that and he has an episode where it's a picking exercise but it's going through all the different inversions of chords on all the different strings and it's great it's something that i can sit down and pick a key or pick, uh, uh, yeah, just pick like a G like, or just a chord and just go through all the different inversions and work on my alternate picking. So he's a guy I'd really like to have on the show. Yeah, that so, would be great. Let's do yes. that. So I'm going to reach out to him because he seems like a really personable guy as well. Um, so basically it's been me working on the burnt. Um, stuff uh, like the burnt exercise, the spider exercise, um, an Eric Hogan exercise, uh, take the power back by Rage Against the Machine. And I've been doing some, going back to my Brad Paisley stuff as well. So those have been my four or five minute chunks this week. Um, and I'm hoping to add on. But even if I can just break it onto that, that's been really, really good for me this week, just to fit in 20 minutes a day.
1: Yeah, I love uh I love breaking that stuff down. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, obviously to to do transcription stuff, it it takes like a dedicated chunk of time to listen to it and to figure out what's Mm -hmm. going on. Now, um, I would say it's, uh, but I have, I have also had that aspect of just like, wow, there's so much going on. I've got family. I've got, you know, there's stuff at the studio. There's extra lessons here. We're trying to build things that like, so much stuff it's where do you actually sit down and practice guitar so i I love the idea of taking five minutes figure out what you're going to do take another five minutes and actually do the thing you know
0: Mm, yeah
1: that's great i I love that so we need to we need to do another episode on (laughs) stuff like that so
0: yeah i think so as well um and john have you been listening to anything new or has it all been life getting in the way <laughs>
1: um i wouldn't unfortunately i'm not gonna say anything new so it has been a lot of that aster piazola stuff um so i'm just gonna leave it at that that and i know this guy who recently released a video uh with kind of a sort of a folky thing to it kind of something about God and a lonely he planet sounds handsome uh, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> quite dashing with blue eyes even
0: oh um so thanks john well we'll, that's we'll we'll link that Um. (laughs) cool no it's i i find it's really hard as well one thing i'm doing that i found really helpful is like i'll find a blogger who i like and i'll go through their like top 10 albums of the last year because you know everybody finishes 2019 with their list Mm -hmm. so that has been really cool in finding new stuff Um. i found a band called ajj which stands for uh i think they were called andrew johnson jihad but they uh oh,
1: yes yes yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. This,
0: this is my like this is so my jam it is such easy folk folk rock but their new album is called a uh, good luck everybody and it's just it's it's there it, they recorded stuff with third man records it's, you know they're they're but it's all just folk and it's 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 like Trumpian folk. They have a song called "Guillotine 2020," <laughs> like, um, mega Guillotine 2020, and I'm like, this is this is my jam. I think if you're into wordy, tongue-in-cheek, folky stuff, um, AJJ. Are, uh, highly recommend checking out and apart from that i'm going to see ireland's best smiths cover band tonight um which is the best way of listening to the smiths because marcy doesn't get any money from it and uh so i've basically just been going back to loads of old Smiths stuff and i forgot how tasty the guitar playing is wow very yeah. cool yeah that's that that's me john i think that's the show i think you're right look at that look at that Ta-da. Um, Friends, if you have any suggestions, any queries, quandaries, uh, we're hoping to get the podcast rolling again for 2020 so we'd love any suggestions and um, we're, we're hoping to get our social media back on point but it's you know it, that's time consuming and um, but we're going to keep the pod going hoping for at least two episodes a month so please send us any suggestions any questions queries quandaries you may have and yeah i'm i'm uh, dylan murphy makes music on instagram john is Silver Sound guitar on instagram as well and um, you can contact us at uh, sharpen.x at com. we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter and yeah look us yeah. up yes
1: sharpen that axe
0: on tell a friend
1: all the things
0: yeah if you, if you, yeah if you like this tell a friend um, we really appreciate it and if you can give us any reviews the reviews we've gotten so far on itunes have been great we really appreciate it and um, doesn't take that long to do and yeah uh john anything to add
1: no i don't think so we're working on more of that so uh new patreon stuff will be coming up so We will, we will be announcing all of that as it develops and unfolds. Do let us know if you are listening to us, just, you can send us an email, you can find us on Facebook, just send us a message and be like, Hey, these are things that we would love to be able to have on the Patreon page. Um, So just as we're building that out, we definitely want input um, starting at things like $1, you know? so yeah we're just we're just trying to cover our basic expenses on this we're not making any money on it we just do this because we love it and we love hearing from you guys so anyway that's that's what i've got
0: beautiful ending can't top that stay sharp everybody